The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to One Hour at a Time. Recovery begins with education and host Mary Woods is here to educate individuals and families and provide support through the recovery process. Now here's your host, Mary Woods. Welcome everyone to One Hour at a Time. Uh, this is John McAndrew, your guest host, and we want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving and safe travels and many blessings. We we want to welcome our guest today. Her name is Kelly Estes, and she is known uh, in the addiction world as being an addiction coach, and uh, she's going to talk about stress in the business world and increasing indic- addiction. And she, Kelly, has 18 years experience as a therapist, as a life coach, a wellness coach. Uh, she's cur- currently a private practitioner, and she's been featured on several shows, and uh, NBC News, MSN Money. Uh, her works have been published. She's uh, very sought after in some reality TV shows. She'll tell us about that later. She's presented at national conferences, uh, and she also founded the Addictions Academy, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later, which teaches people to be, you know, about recovery coaching and intervention anger management, family recovery, um, certifications to professionals, several several topics in that field, and she's presented all over the world. She's sought after as a sober coach and a life coach, and she told me that everybody needs a coach that is in recovery, and what a good time to have you on, Kelly. Uh, the holidays, welcome. Thanks, John. I'm happy to be here. You know, um, happy Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, really brings up a lot. What What is your experience at this time of the year? Does stress level go up? Uh, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Stress goes up, addiction goes up, anxiety goes up. Um, our peak time for people with stress and drug addiction is right between Halloween and um, the first of the year. Okay. Because family's coming in, you have presents, you have bills, uh, you're trying to work. It's crazy. And people end up going to the doctor and saying, I just need something. Give me something to calm my nerves. Uh-huh. And here we go. We get on Xanax, and come January, we can't get off Xanax. So yeah. we deal with a lot of that. We deal with a lot of people in recovery that don't want to relapse because the stress is high. And they have Thanksgiving with, you know, Aunt Edna. And Aunt Edna is crazy. Aunt Edna and Uncle. Uncle Uncle Larry. (laughs) And, yeah, they have the the crazy family holiday and the stories I hear. People, you know, they go and someone's drinking at the table and they pass out the mashed potatoes and someone's crying. It's always a drama. So people come to us and say, how do I get through it without losing my mind? What do I do? Mm -hmm. You're... 
experience being a recovery coach, let's just go back sort of the beginning for you. And we always like to kind of let our listeners, you know, know about our guests. And and you have some personal experience with stress and, and addiction and, and these very trials that you're helping other people with. You, you might share a little bit with our listeners about that. Absolutely. I grew up in a family that I can only describe as crazy town. And I was the chunky little fat girl. Didn't know anything about how to eat or exercise. And when I was about 21, I got addicted to diet pills. And I was taking hydroxycut and rip fuel and fen-fen and got down to tiny little, tiny little girl. And my mom said, you're doing drugs. And of course I said, no, I'm not. And I'm, you know, jumping up and down and shaking like a leaf. And she thought I was on methamphetamine or crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. And ephedra is the leading uh, component in meth, turns out. And ephedra is what I was taking. That's ephedra, mahalang, and guarana together. And it's now illegal to take. And um, I got addicted to it. And I started getting heart palpitations, went to the doctor, and the doctor said, stop using it. So I said, okay. I couldn't get off of it. I could, the withdrawal was horrendous. So it took me a year to wean myself off of it and get, you know, sober and learn how to eat and exercise and all those things. So I had to relearn everything that, you know, that a pill would afford me, which was so easy. And the real world activities of eating right and exercising, you know, were really hard. Mm-hmm. But I had that. I'm also married to an ex-cocaine addict. Um, he's got five years sober. He's co- did cocaine for 20-some years. So kind of understand the whole drug addiction and, you know, the thinking patterns. You relapse before it happens and really love what I do. Kelly, you uh, you were 21 when you um, got off the pills, is that correct? Yeah, I was 22. I got addicted when I was 21. I was on them for a year. Um, the doctor told me if I didn't stop, I was going to have a heart attack. Uh-huh. And it was a very scary thought. He said, you're, you know, very young, and your heart, you already have a heart murmur, and it's, it's not good. Mm-hmm. So that kind of really scared me because I was having these horrendous panic attacks, and it was from just the amounts of the ephedra. Wow. You have a master's of science in criminal psychology and also a BA in psychology. So when did you start on the path of educating yourself about these issues, or had you started on that path before these events happened? I actually all happened at the same time. I was in college studying psychology, I didn't really know anything about addiction. I wasn't going that direction. I wanted to be an FBI agent. And it all kind of happened at once. As I was getting addicted to the stuff, I was studying. And then as I started learning what withdrawal was and symptoms were, I went to uh, um, an OA meeting and kind of learned, oh, my God, I think I might be an addict. (laughs) I might might have a problem. Um, And it never dawned on me to that point. And then when I did my internship, I did it at Rockview uh, state prison, SCI Rockview in the center of Pennsylvania, and they happened to put me in with the drug and alcohol side. And I was interviewing these guys, and I'm like, wow, I see similarities, and I see it. And then I became really interested in it, so I started studying addiction. And that's when I kind of pushed myself into that direction. Mm-hmm. And then once I once I realized, you know, I don't want to do mental health, I don't want to do um, marriage and family therapy, I want to work with addicts. Because I understand them and I understand, you know, what they're thinking and how they're feeling. And it just, it just was a perfect fit for me. Uh-huh. 
when you when you say you didn't want to work with uh, you know a couple married be a marriage counselor or a family counselor have you found though that you know those two things marriage and family counseling and addiction are all pretty intertwined aren't they they are um i approach it more from an addiction standpoint than i would from a straight marriage and family we talk about relationships in the coaching we talk about mental health issues um we do a lot of couples coaching, so if you have two people that have issues together, I'll do them. Mm-hmm. But just just that particular thing without the addiction piece wasn't as interesting to me. Yeah. But more we, interesting was the other side. We've had a lot of guests on our show and, and talk about mental health, substance use, and alcoholism, drugs, all of it. And it's uh, especially with young people. Um, the word epidemic has been used quite a bit, especially with all the new drugs and opiates that are on the market. I mean, your experience at your age with the opiates and the drugs is really evidence of um, how easy it is to fall into that. I mean, you were 21, which is old to what most kids nowadays, you know, are 11 and 12. I am. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it's it was almost so long an, ago, Would you too. consider epidemic to be a fair word to use? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when, when I was growing up, I mean, I was growing up in the 80s, so our big drug was cocaine, and that was it. We didn't have Oxys and Roxys, and there was heroin, but not, not like the pills of today. And, you know, I'm in Miami, and up until about six months ago, you could literally walk to any street corner, and there was a pill mill. And for $300, you could walk in and have a quote-unquote MRI, and they would give you a prescription. Mm-hmm. So if you, anybody with $300 in their pocket could go in and get a bottle of Roxy's or Roxy's legally. And then they would sell them on the street for $25 a pill. So we didn't have that back then. Um, so these kids of today have all of that. They have the Adderall. You know, they go to the doctor and say, I have ADD, and they want to study for a test. Next thing you know, they have Adderall. Yeah. And they go from taking it to storting it because it's just a quicker high. So we didn't have all of that. Now, these kids today have all that, and then they have the bath salts and the spice. That for $5, you can buy at the gas station. And it doesn't smell. totally legal. The cops could search your car and find it, and you're not going to jail. So there's so many new crazy things for these kids, and they're just, you know, latching onto them and trying everything. So your journey, you said you ended up in the prison working with alcoholics and addicts, and that's what your heart, your head, or both said, uh, that's the direction you wanted to go into. So did you become certified? You're a certified addictions professional, right? Whatever the acronym is. Yes. I've got my master's, and then I have 24 different certifications, everything from psychodrama to the certified addictions professional to the international certifications to the recovery coaching, to the intervention, um, motivational interviewing, CBT, MT, I pretty much have the gamut of it. So where did you first start working with addicts during that first period of, of, of your journey in this field? You decided that's what you wanted to do, start to get educated. Where is right. it that you worked? Well, my first job right out of college, I worked in an all-female long-term rehab for 12 women with children. They were all low income. So it was prostitutes. It was the hardcore addicts, hardcore. Um, It was really tough. 
And I figured if I could do that and I could work in a prison, I could do anything. <laughs> and then your education follows and... Uh... Right. And then I've always, I've always been learning. I'm always taking something. If there's a new course out or a new style that people are trying out, I'll take it. I want to learn, you know, I always want to learn and grow. And then I actually created the Addictions Academy to help other people as well because recovery coaching was lacking a certification. And this, each state is just starting to say, if you're a recovery coach or an interventionist, you need to have a national cert. Mm-hmm. So I'm one of two in the country right now that's authorized through the states to provide that cert. When is the first time that you heard the word recovery coach? Um, do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> Probably two or three years ago. Wow. So where did that term come from? Originally, it was uh, coined in 85 by Bob Timmons. He uh, was hired to go on tour with Aerosmith. Aerosmith, they were all using heroin, and the band manager had had enough. And he called in a psychiatrist and said, can you fix these guys? And the psychiatrist lasted a week and said, these guys are crazy. I can't help them. Have a nice day. And Bob Timmons was in recovery, and he said, bring it on. I'll do it. And he went on tour and he cleaned him up. And that's where recovery coaching, you know, began. It's a peer bank, peer strength based system of support. And it kind of took off and different people coined different terms over the years. You hear a recovery support specialist and um, recovery advocate and peer advocate, but life life coach. Life coach, yeah. And the buzzword recovery coach now has become really big. So everybody wants to to hop on the bandwagon of what's going on, how do we do it, how do we get there. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family-centered recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Kelly covers our relationship with food and teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be. Taking us on a weekly food journey, guiding us to a more rich and vibrant life. So tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Make the most of your beautiful life. 
Listen to Ageless Living with Dr. Tong Lee and co-host Kurt Wilhelm to gain tips on how to live healthier and happier, alleviate suffering, prevent disease, become more beautiful in body, mind, and fashion, and find peace, balance, and success in your life. Are you aware that every 3,500 calories that you eat above what you burn will put a pound of fat on your body? And running one mile only burns 200 calories? So portion size does matter, and migraines do have a cure. What is it? You'll have to tune in Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guests, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back. We've been talking with Callie Estes, and we apologize for a little bit of a glitch in the phone systems. Uh, I was not aware of it, but we've taken care of it. And we've been talking to Callie about her her little journey in the in the field as a therapist and a life coach and a recovery coach, and doing her television stuff and starting, you know, some. Uh, little companies on her own. And when we left off, we were just talking to Kelly about your first opportunity to become, and we're using the word recovery coach now, which is sort of a new term uh, to support people in addiction. But what, what was the first time that that was your title and you went to help someone? I probably morphed from therapy to recovery coaching about five years ago. I really got tired of the, when people come to me, because I'm, you know, a therapist first, it, it's always, they want to be fixed. They're coming to me because they're broken. Right. The difference with coaching is I'm not fixing anybody. They're coming to me and I'm helping them keep accountability. So they'll tell me what they're kind of after. And then my job is to make sure that they do all the work versus the therapist who listens and gives advice. So it's kind of right. the opposite. And it's so much easier, and there's so less um, counter-transference and transference from all the issues of the client that it's easier to be a coach than it is a therapist. And now with the Obamacare issue, therapists, I mean, when they take insurance, their pay rate has dropped extremely significantly. You know, when they were billing out two fifty an hour, getting about one twenty five, now they're getting thirty one dollars an hour. So with recovery coaching, there's no insurance, it's cash pay. So it's a whole different world. And I kind of started out with a lot of the nonprofits. I worked in prison, I worked in the the, the harder rehabs that were, you know, state funded, federally funded, and now I'm in the private sector. So most of my clients are executives, musicians, actors, actresses, NFL that kind of a thing. So I went the complete opposite direction, and I absolutely love what I do. Mm-hmm. And how long, how long do people have you work with them? How long, do, how long do you coach them? I'm sure it varies. but Yeah, I usually use six months as a role, and I tell them all, I look forward to the day that you fire me, which means I've done my job, and you've grown wings, and you can kind of go. And then they'll check in here and there to see how they're doing, and if they have any issues, they'll rehire me again. 
Um, it's kind of the opposite concept of therapy where someone sees a therapist for years and years and years. So it's very, it's very different and it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more positive. It's a lot more forward motion. Hmm. Um, and the clients come to you willingly versus someone who's, you know, thrown in rehab, who has to have a therapist who doesn't want to be there. These are people that hire coaches because they want a coach. So it's not necessarily someone who's forced to come. So typically, let's say a person travels a lot, they work, um, let's say they're a musician and they're on the road and they're working and they hire you to coach them. What are the specific things that that you uh, try to focus them on when you're coaching them through all this? Well, if I'm going with them, I'm with them 24-7. Or I can coach remote via Skype, via FaceTime, via Tango or phone. But if I'm with them, we're working on actually playing sober because most of them have never played sober and performing sober. And then what do they do after they perform? A lot of them drink, a lot of them party. How do you handle that? So it's having a whole new way of looking at their industry and looking at their job and how do they do it. And I'm usually on site to assist them with any feelings that come up or thoughts that come up. Um, some of them go to meetings, so we'll, we'll go to the meetings, you know, 12 steps. Some of them don't do 12 steps. just depends on whichever client, you know, hires me and what their background is and what they're, what they're after. And so do you... Uh, obviously you're proactive, and you, but you want them to take the action. So we know that mental health and substance abuse uh, co-occur quite commonly. Mm-hmm. So is there a time when, as you're being the recovery coach, that you can get pulled in being a therapist to start dealing with some other issues? And how do you handle that uh, in a case-by-case basis? Yes, I do, and I've actually morphed them together. I know a lot of people say you're supposed to keep it separate, but it works for me when I roll it all together. So if in the course of coaching, I find out, you know, there's an eating disorder, we'll address that from a therapy standpoint throughout the coaching. And it's, it's very seamless for the client, so I don't make it seem like, okay, we're going to stop coaching, now we're going to be a therapist. I just roll it all together for them so they don't even realize that we're going that deep or we're working on that issue there. And then we work on the issue, we handle it, we kind of move on. Um, I do refer out if there is something I think I can't handle or if there's an issue that's too big or I don't want to convolute the two things or the person has too many issues. Mm-hmm. Then I'll refer out to an additional therapist. But you have the advantage of the background in psychology and addictions counseling plus being mm-hmm. this coach who goes on the road. I know there are, there are many recovery coaches and good ones and people uh, on programs available where that's not always the case, that basically they're a, I don't know if it's fair to say, companion, 12-step based. Uh, they can go on the road, but they don't have the background that you have. I mean, that's really an advantage for you, isn't it, being a therapist as well? It is, absolutely. Um, I can go with them. I can work with them over the phone or Skype. I can send someone else. I can kind of do whatever is necessary to Hmm. assist them. Hmm. So what is the main difference? And you can play, we've had a lot of different people on the show, and so I learn a lot of stuff between what you do and having a 12-step 
based sponsor? I don't cover to... any 12 steps. I do okay. nothing 12 step based. Um, so that's the first thing. A lot of people think mm-hmm. recovery coaches are just paid sponsors or paid babysitters, and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. We don't do anything a sponsor would do. So we also have confidentiality roles. We also have duty to warn roles. Right. Uh, we don't we don't hug and kiss like you would your sponsee. Right. So we're very professional. We're supposed to be anyway. <laughs> We're very yeah. professional. We, we keep our boundaries. Um, we don't go to dinner with our clients unless it's part of the job. So, you know, if you finish right. an assignment and you finish with your client, your client says, I want to take you to dinner as a thank you. We say, no, that's a gift. Thank you, but we can't accept gifts. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very formal in that respect, whereas, you know, the 12 steps is very informal. We're also, we have so many more rules and regulations and so, more, so many more legal issues where we can't put our hands on a client. So if a client's holding a Jack Daniels bottle, we can't grab that bottle. That's battery. If you're a sponsor, you can grab that bottle and say, hey, man, what are you doing? What's going on? Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of things we can't do um, for, for legal reasons. So a lot of people get into this and don't realize, oh, wow, this is really different. Because they expect us to just say, okay, we're going to cover the 12 steps and go to meetings and go to the gym and cook breakfast. <laughs> but it's not like that. It's a lot more involved. So um, you're, we support, do, you're supportive in all their activities, which would include if they want to, uh, finding the meetings, they've got to go. You'll go with them, meaning you'll get uh, transportation and go with them, but you're not involved in the actual work that goes on. Right, and if, yeah. if someone's in recovery and they want to go to an open meeting, they're allowed to. However, they're not allowed to share beyond, you know, hi, my name is Bob and I'm an addict. That's it, because we don't share our personal information with our clients other than general information or basic public knowledge information. You talked about, and, and this is mentioned in something you wanted to discuss today, the increased stress level in the business world, and the business world is, is a pretty big word. I mean, that can include an awful lot of things, but I imagine being a therapist and a coach, you're able to witness some of these things pretty close up, aren't you? Yeah, with everybody downsizing and moving people around and laying people off, the duties for the average person's job have increased. And with that comes added stress, comes added pressure, and then if people are getting fired or laid off in the office, that comes more stress, that comes more pressure. And then if you have a couple and one of them has gotten laid off, you have even more stress and more pressure. So when that goes up, your cortisol goes up and everybody's bodies are out of whack to begin with. So they start taking different types of drugs to calm themselves down. Quickest, easiest, fastest relief because it's, you know, very stressful, very crazy and then that's sort of what happens. They become addicted and they come to us or they'll come to us ahead of time and say, I don't want to get on drugs, but I'm, you know, at my wit's end with everything that's going on. And sometimes it's just nice to have a, someone on the outside to sit down and say, okay, tell me what's going on. And then we can look at everything and say, okay, let's organize this. Because a lot of people don't have time to organize. So you have this high stress level, all this work, you're running the kids around here and there. And then we sit down and say, okay, how can we, you know, minimize certain things and move some things around? And when you make simple, simple changes like 
why don't you take Saturday off and have, you know, someone else watch the children and you put someone in there and that person has a day off in their right. mind, that wasn't possible. So you sit down and look at it and then you kind of offer suggestions of what could happen and um, they start implementing them and then the stress level goes down and organically stress goes down, need to get high goes down because you don't need all those drugs to, to calm down and numb anymore. You're kind of centered. How do people get a hold of, now, you know, it becomes clear the value of all this, and, and I'm glad we've kind of cleared away some of the clouds, not just for me, but many people that are listening, um, the value of what you do, because a lot of us, a lot of people um, from crazy town, where you were, <laughs> a lot of people live in crazy town, did live in it, do live in it, make their own crazy town go into getting well really blind, um, not knowing about addiction, not knowing about medications and the dangers, and not sitting down and talking. So how does someone get a hold of you before they jump across that bridge? Um, Usually they've been across that bridge, and they've worked on something and came back to the other side and then called me before they jump again. Or they've jumped across the bridge and their loved one's calling going, something's wrong and I need some assistance, but I don't know what to do. And that's where I step in. Could you give us your uh, information and how people can contact you? Sure. They can reach me at um, theaddictionscoach.com, which is T-H-E-A-D-D-I-C-T-I-O-N-S, coach.com, or www.calliestis.com, which is my name, or www.theaddictionsacademy.com. Very good. We've been, talking, we've been talking with Callie Estes, and we're going to be back in a little bit and talk a little more about um, the academy that you started and, uh, okay. and, and many more topics. We'll be right back. listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family-centered recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back. This is John McAndrew, and we've been speaking with Callie Estes, and she's been kind of giving us a good description of what she does as a recovery coach, her background in psychology and a therapist, and she's certified a addictions professional, personal trainer, yoga teacher, behavioral therapist, motivational interviewing, psychodrama. She teaches recovery coaching, and she she does this all over the world, and and for you know. Her clients are some high-profile folks in the music biz and CEOs and doctors and attorneys, and and she learned all this from working in prisons and and for people that had nothing. So, uh, you know, the addiction, there is no line in, a, in the addiction world that separates any of us. And, uh, Kelly, I wanted to continue with what we've learned about what you do. Why you started... Um, the Academy, the Addiction Academy, and what was the motivation and impetus behind that? Well, what's going on right now is there are a lot of people calling themselves recovery coaches or interventionists that have no formal training. Right. And they may have less than a year sober. Basically, they go to rehab, they're on the pink cloud, they're excited, they're clean, they want to save the world. Right. And then they start a company, and the clients pay them. And what's happening is, there's no ethics. They're taking money from different people, taking money from rehabs for a client, taking money from the same client. Some of them are sleeping with their clients, and the clients aren't getting the services. So it's an ethical and legal nightmare, not to mention they relapse. And the client's sitting there going, where's my coach? So what we did was we created a manual that's very comprehensive. It's got some therapy in it. It's got activities in it. It talks about the ethics and the legal side of it, the duties of a recovery coach. We talk about life skills. We talk about coping skills. We talk about how to handle the client, what to do with the client, worst-case scenarios, best-case scenarios. And we put it together, and we went to the California board, KDAC, and said, we'd like to offer this. They took a look at it. They said, sounds good. We put it in play. So we are now working on our national, which is the NADAC piece. Um, and we're one of two in the country that's being endorsed by the states to actually offer some sort of standardization with the ethics and the legality and actually how to do and how to be a recovery coach and an interventionist. Well, that's really, uh, that's comprehensive work and hard work, and, uh, and you need to be commended, uh, you know, for starting to push that little ball down the road. We have had Cynthia Marino Tui. Uh, the head of NADAC on our show, and uh, I think NADAC is a very uh, good and powerful and clear voice in all this, so I, I certainly hope you can take this to the national level. Where can people go to find out more information on what you've done so far, though, in California? Uh, if they go to the Addictions Academy, there's a that section website. in there on uh, theaddictionsacademy.com. 
Okay. And there's a section on press. If you click on press, you'll see all the things in there we've done. And we also have our uh, continuing education provider number, which is under the courses section. You can click on courses and you'll see every course we offer. There's a video in there of myself and the students last April, April 25th in Philadelphia, actually teaching up in the Philadelphia course. So you'll see that. And um, all the courses are listed uh, at theaddictionscoach.com. If you click on courses, you see every course for the next year up there. So if there's something you want to take, you can click on it. It'll take you to a page to purchase. Um, I have a coupon code for all of your listeners for $300 off. So if there's anything they want to take, if they just contact me, I can put that code in there for them and they can get $300 off for the course. Oh, very good. So anybody that would be interested in the training or any of that, they can contact you through that website? Correct, yep. Right, okay. On your, in your bio, you mentioned um, that you have a, access to a private island in the Bahamas where you offer uh, <laughs> A&D treatment. So that sounds pretty beautiful. Uh, can you tell us about that? It is situated right between Mariah Carey and Lenny Kravitz in the middle of nowhere in Eleuthera. And um, a friend of mine built it from scratch. So that's if you look at the pictures, he actually built it and painted. Everything's handmade, hand-carved. And what it is, it's right on the beach. We go down for anywhere from 7 to 15 days, and it's basically one-on-one. Um, I do have a trainer, yoga teacher as well that comes down with me. And it's um, he and I, and we offer services to the client. So it really is one-on-one. It's not groups. There's no meetings. It's in the middle of nowhere. There's not going to be any alcohol, no drugs. You have access to nothing unless you swim through the ocean to get it. So it's a very uh, remote, beautiful location. We do yoga on the beach on sunrise and sunset. And there's time for meditation and sunning and all those. We have all kinds of activities there's kiteboarding, there's surfing, there's boogie boarding, canoeing, uh, spelunking, whatever they want to do down there. And we do it for uh, stress and anxiety management, and we also do it for addiction. Uh, the stress and anxiety management will go down with a small group of like four or five people to kind of, you know, just get away basically for the week versus addiction will go down and do a, a whole actual mobile rehab down there. A mobile rehab. Now, I have not ever heard of that. <laughs> I'm the only one in the country doing it, but I bet after today, someone else will do it too. Um, I specialize in clients that don't want to go to rehab or or can't go to rehab for whatever reason or went to rehab and it didn't work. Uh And I go to them for 7 to 15 days and do what they would learn in 28 days in a rehab. And it's powerful. It's intense. It's one-on-one. It's hardcore. um, It's a very TC model, very uh, CBT model to mix. So it's very, it's not for the faint of heart, let's put it that way. And we get through a lot of stuff really quickly. And um, the clients that seem to like that are the ones that, um, I've had a cardiac surgeon who said, I'm not going to rehab. And that was his only option. I've had a couple, you know, sports players, a couple actors, a couple actresses, time-wise, don't want to go to rehab, can't go to rehab, or... I have one gentleman who's got such horrible ADD, he can't sit still for more than five minutes. Mm-hmm. So a group so setting not good rehab, at all in a rehab. In a group or yeah. anything, yeah. Nope. So when it's him and I, we go for a walk. So we do our therapy while we're walking. 
So it's very different. Um, getting a lot of interest in it. And then if they want to go to the island, we just take it down to the island. How long have you been doing this mobile rehab? I love that About term. a year and a half. Okay. So have you had success? I mean, um, you know, we have to define what success is. But <laughs> this is really for the people uh, so that we're clear. Because of their schedules or situations, they can't get the treatment or 28 days is too long for them. So this is an intense, really personal treatment, isn't it? Correct. And I don't yeah. take everybody. I'm very selective on who I take. I have turned clients away because I have a very high success rate. If I don't think I can help them, I won't take them on. I'll refer them to someone else. Um, it's a very in-depth, up-close and personal look at yourself. So we're going to get to some really core issues really fast. Uh-huh. And usually within the first day, if there's a trauma, you know, whatever it is, a grief and loss, we've already hit it. So it's pretty, pretty, pretty brutal. And a lot of people don't, you know, they would like to ease into it. Uh, with this type of thing, there's no easing. We don't have time. So we're going to get yeah. right to it, get to the underlying cause of everything and start working on it. <laughs> and a lot of people like it because within three days, you start to feel better because you've addressed so much stuff that's happened. And you start to feel a lot more happier. Um, I do get calls for people that want to detox at home. So I do have a detox doc and a detox nurse that I'll work in conjunction with. If the person doesn't want to go to detox, the detox doc will go, the nurse will go first, detox the client, and then I go and do the therapy piece. So you are the mobile rehab unit. We are. (laughs) We are. (laughs) That's really, and can they get, can people get a hold of you uh, on any three of these websites to if someone needed to call you about that particular piece of what yep. you do. Yep, and I can give you my number, too. It's um, 786-709-0479. And they can speak directly to you, and, uh, and you'll screen yep. them, right? Yep, absolutely, to make sure they're appropriate for this. Uh, we work mostly with men, although we do have some female executives. Um, only because it's it's pretty intense, it's pretty direct. A lot of women like the softer, gentler, kinder approach, and it's very, uh, very intense. You, um, it says here that you've accompanied clients to high-risk situations. Now, this seems like more of a a one or two-day sort of coach uh, thing that you do, like weddings and. Uh, or film production sets and things like that. So how did, when did you first do that and realize the need for that? Um, I did that probably by accident about 11 years ago. I was uh, working with a client who said, I know you're my therapist, but I got a wedding coming up. I don't know who else to turn to. My sponsor's not available. Would you just come hang out with me? And I said, that sounds like fun. Okay. And I went. And my sole job was just to kind of make sure there was no drinking. And I was like, oh, God, I can do this. And then I realized I started doing coaching while I was there. So I started uh, implementing that. I'm like, I can do this as well. I can go with you if you need me. Um, one of the calls I get a lot, I get a lot of calls from business executives who have a meeting. And the meeting is usually somewhere there's drugs and alcohol. I have a gentleman that's a high-powered sales executive, and his type of sales is usually done in a strip club. 
and he, he's an alcoholic, and he says, I can't go in there and not have a drink. But that's where we close the deal, and that's where I'm used to making money. So I had to go with him as his quote-unquote personal assistant, and I would go to the bar and get him a seltzer water with a lime in a rocks glass. So it looks like he's got a gin and tonic, and I would bring it back. And no one knew he wasn't drinking. Everyone thought, oh, okay, he's drinking, having a good time, and he never was. So I did that with him. I have a gentleman that goes to the boat shows down here. He um, buys and sells yachts, and he has the same problem because when they're buying and selling down here in Miami, there is cocaine and alcohol flying. So I go along with him, and I am his uh, personal assistant. I just take notes and stand there and you know nod my head a lot and bring him drinks. And make sure it's, you know, non-alcoholic this and non-alcoholic that. Very simple. Because if he, if he were standing there by himself, he would be buying those drinks or purchasing those drinks or going to the bar or what have you. So I'm, I'm there to assist. We've been talking with Callie Estes, and she, has, she does a whole lot of things. And some of these are pretty innovative, including the mobile rehab that she does, and we come back, we're going to follow up with kind of where she's going to be at this year, and, and she does trainings and teaching, and we're going to learn a little bit more about her. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family-centered recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Kelly covers our relationship with food and teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be taking us on a weekly food journey, guiding us to a more rich and vibrant life. So tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guests, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. 
Welcome back. This is John McAndrew, and we're in our last segment with Callie Estes, and we've been talking about a lot of different topics, and she, she's very innovative in several areas, including her mobile rehab uh, program that she does, and also if you go to www.theaddictionsacademy.com, you can read where she's got certifications and uh, some, uh, you know, addressing the issues of the legal and ethical issues of being recovery coaches in the state of California, and she wants to take some of these uh, things that they have organized to a national level. I think that's very, very important. And I think it's interesting to note, Callie, that you worked as a clinical director in the, in just a regular old treatment center for many years. And how did that shape or form uh, some of your ideas and how to maybe improve on some of those things? Because I, I, I think it's obvious that you have. Well, the main issue that I saw was the insurance. And a lot of rehabs, the traditional concept is put heads in beds, keep them coming through. And the rehab that I worked for in particular would bring them in whether or not the insurance was accepted. And if the insurance wasn't denied, they would say, well, how can we keep the person? Well, it became evident, as we were told, that you needed to come up with a mental health diagnosis for the client. So bipolar is the easiest, quickest fix, and it seemed like everybody in there was bipolar because the insurance will pay for a mental health diagnosis but not for a drug and alcohol issue. So that's how they got around, making sure their monthly payment came in. They weren't, you know, losing clients and they had a full array of clients, which really infuriated me because then what happens is the person says, oh, well, I'm bipolar. I get to use drugs. Or they would have a temper tantrum and say, well, it's because I'm bipolar. I act this way because I'm bipolar. Well, we don't even know if you're bipolar. You have three days clean. And three days clean to diagnose someone with bipolar who's never been diagnosed with bipolar before is very odd because we don't know if it's the drugs. Anybody coming off a drug is going to be up and down, up and down, up and down until their body hits homeostasis. And the taglines of this person has this and this person has this mental health diagnosis would just fly out so that payment would be made which, of course, for the rehab was good, but for the client was bad because then they would leave, relapse, and end up right back in the rehab saying, well, I'm bipolar. Therefore, I'm allowed to do this. So I got sick of all that and decided to go, you know, cash pay, private pay on my own, where I wasn't required and no one says to me, you have to diagnose a client with something. And I can work with them as if, you know, they don't have a mental health diagnosis. And I don't have to say to them, oh, okay, well, you have this, therefore you're going to act this way. So that's something that I really branched off into. Okay. We talk about dual diagnosis a lot in this program. Of course, Westbridge, that's what they specialize in, is uh, totally integrated, you know, dual diagnosis and treat both illnesses the same in the same place. And the family is involved. How do you incorporate, uh, the word family always comes up negatively and positively. Uh, <laughs> the family is part of the problem, and they're a very big part of the solution. So how do you incorporate that piece into for your us, treatment? Yeah. We have recovery coaching for the addict, but we also have family coaching for the family. Because once the addict goes to treatment, the family thinks they're going to come home cured, as evidenced by the media attention that's coming out right now. 
Um, certain rehabs are saying they cure people. The problem is the family expects this person to come back and be this little angel. And that's not the case. So while the, fa- the, the person's in there as well, the family has a lot of issues they have to work on. So we have a family coach that goes in that deals with those issues while the person's in rehab so they know what to expect when little Bobby gets out of rehab and little Bobby needs, needs to understand what's going to change too in the family dynamic. So, and then we also like to continue with the whole course of everybody together as time progresses on because a lot of times we find the, you know, the family has a ton of issues and they're all pointing at the addict saying it's his fault. Sure. And when you sit down you realize it's really not his fault. It's, a crazy town going on here. And when you start breaking into crazy town, you realize everybody or most people in there have something else going on in addition to Bobby's addiction. Yeah. Um, so we like to get to all of that as well. So when Bobby uh, continues his recovery, how do you handle the family continuing their recovery? Do you point them in the right direction? Do, you, do your coaches continue to work with both parties for as long as they will ask you, I suppose. Yeah, we work, we work with both. We like to do it for six months as, as a commitment to make sure we've covered all the issues right. and, you know, hit all the highlights. And then if there's underlying latent issues that are really, really etched in stone in the family, uh, we like to refer out. Like, for example, we were working with one family and it became evident that the father was abusing, sexually abusing the daughter. So not only did we have duty to warn, we had to report it, we referred out for that because then it became, well, we're not coaching anymore. Now we have a major crisis happening. Um, So we have things, you know, that's rare, but when that does happen, you have to be able to react and react appropriately and say, okay, we have to get this taken care of. Um, But yeah, we're with them as long as they want us to, and then we have families that, that... go great and they go on their own and they'll call us to check in <laughs> and then we have families that'll call and say oh little Bobby relapsed what do I do and we talk them off the ledge and you know take the car keys shut it down and we explain the whole thing all over again because they get into panic mode of you know simple thing like little Bobby didn't come home last night I think he's using drugs well yeah. let's find out first before we go down that path and because the, the mothers especially, oh, my God, he's dead on the side of a road. Well, let's start from the beginning. Just because he didn't answer your text doesn't mean, you know, because they get overwhelmed because that's back past history. So we walk them through that and explain to them, let's see what we can do. Let's reach out to him. Let's see if we can find him and kind of make it a lot easier for them. Plus, they know we're there and supportive. And we answer the phone 24 hours a day. So there is somebody available at all times for our clients. And is the family provided with some educational pieces? Um, you know, what is the disease or disease as that, that their son Bobby's going through? Is, is that Absolutely. a helpful tool for you? Yeah. Yep. We do disease process. We, we refer them to Al-Anon. We do say, you know, it's great to go because you're going to learn a lot. Uh, we also do a lot of work with Claudia Black stuff, the family of origin, the dynamics with the hero and the mascot and the enabler. And we teach the family that each one of you picks up a role and which role are you. And if you're the enabler, we really, really, really want to work with you because you're, you know, the focal point of him staying sober. So we really get in there with the family and try to give them a whole new set of tools. You, uh, just in closing, it's really fascinating, all the different things you do. Um, It's very comprehensive from the coaching to the mobile rehab and, 
you're also a certified recovery coach instructor. So are you doing uh, any teaching in that area that, that people should know about? And I suppose they can go to your website, the, the Addictions Coach, right, to find out where you're at. Um, how yes. do people inquire about that piece of it? Coming up, um, we do two webinars, live virtual classrooms online a mm-hmm. month and one live class. So coming oh, up wow. for December, I have Recovery Coaching December 5th and 6th, which is a webinar, and Intervention, which is December 9th and 10th, which is another webinar. And then next year in February, we're going to be in Vegas. And then um, March, we're in California. We're in SoCal, L.A. And then April, we're in Philadelphia. And then in May, we're back out in SoCal. So we're all over. And if you go to the Addictions Academy, and it's plural, theaddictionsacademy.com, or the Addictions Coach, which is also plural, click on Courses. You'll see a total list of everything we have coming out. Or you can email me or call me, and I'll let you tell you each course we have. And then, again, it's, of course, $300 off for any listener that calls in um, and says they heard the show. Very good. Kelly. thank you very much for your innovation and for your insights and all the work you do. Now, don't work too hard, and <laughs> maybe you need to go to that island and just stay there for a couple of weeks. Thank you very much for being on our show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Bye for now. Bye-bye. We appreciate you joining us today for one hour at a time. Successful recovery from a substance abuse problem or mental illness depends on education and support of loved ones. Thank you for being that support system. Be sure to tune in next week for another hour of education and compassion. One hour at a time. We'll see you next week.